This episode, like all episodes, is brought to you by our Patreon donors. So this time, thanks go especially to Itosen, Anastasia, Noah, Liz, Varshini, Shoshana, Uegia, Emily, Christopher, Nicole, Jaden, and Rachel. And an extra special thanks go to Abby, Alex, and Katie. Abby, Alex, and Katie, thank you for being Patreon donors. You three are the prima ballerinas in the ultra-competitive Russian ballet company that is our hearts. Each one of you can perform the dreaded 32 Fuete Coda from Act 3 of Swan Lake with such precision and grace that the earth tilts off its axis and we all fly into the sun. There is a video game called Mass Effect. Yes. Uh, and there's a bunch of characters who were designed for the ladies who were playing as a lady to find to be um, like sexy and great romantic partners <laughs> who you can romance in the game. I know where this is going. And everyone was like, that one. I want that one. Are they pointing at like the 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 handsome generic boy that we made who's like a space marine? No. No, they're pointing at the big, socially awkward dinosaur man who joins your, your team. And immediately, like, all of the women were like, that's the one I want. So he's not a romance option in the first game. You have to wait until at least the second before they were like, are you guys sure about this? <laughs> and everyone who played as FemShep was like, yes, I am sure about this. I've never been more certain. So can you listen? Girls just want to fuck monsters, am I right? I'm Piggy. I'm Kitty, and we're the bitches in Bitches Get Riches. We're a pair of old timey ne'er do wells, and we're here to fleece this two horse town for all it's worth. But our time on this planet is limited, so let's get started. Today's question comes to us from beloved reader Emily. Emily writes. My spouse and I are disagreeing about paying for college for our children, ages four and one. I paid my own way through college and scraped by without loans through scholarships, choosing an affordable institution, working countless part-time jobs, and eating a lot of Kraft mac and cheese. <laughs> Same. Uh, <laughs> my partner's college and housing expenses were paid for by his parents entirely. I know that I worked harder in college because I was paying for it more than I would have if my parents were footing the bill. As such, I don't want to pay for my kids' expenses. My partner vehemently disagrees and says we would be cruel not to, especially since we're in a financial position to do so and still fully fund our retirement accounts and live a comfortable lifestyle. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. And boy, do we have them. Um, I do want to say, first of all, like just to get this out of the way, I reject several of the premises that darling Emily is putting forth here. One, I reject the premise that there are only two ways to slice it. Either you pay for your kid's college completely, or you don't pay for any of it. Like I reject that premise. And I reject the premise that uh, there is one way to make your kid a spoiled asshole who won't work hard and one way to make them gritty 
to use an Angela Duckworth term. You are picking up on the exact same thing that I thought of, which is that kind of given the age of these children, one and four, right? This is really more of a general parenting philosophy clash that I think is representing itself in how to pay for college. But it's it's more about like both of you operating from a base of what are your greatest fears about having children, right? Sorry to get mm-hmm. like just so deep and philosophical. but And frankly, we know a lot about parenting because we've judged a lot of other people's parenting over the years without I actually have, having children ourselves. Listen, each each of our precious readers counts as a full child. This is true. I'm claiming we them are, all on my taxes. We are mothers of thousands. <laughs> I think that basically um, if I could kind of get to the root of both of their fears, right? Um, I'm, I'm going to say Emily's partner's name is Steve. Sure. Steve and Emily. Um, Emily's major concern is she does not want to raise uh, children who are spoiled. Um, and the sort of underlying fear there is that I don't want to contribute to the population of the world, the kind of people who I actually think make the world a worse place. Um, and that's a very valid fear. And I think Steve's concern is that I don't want to have my children grow to resent mm-hmm. me or hate me because I had the opportunity to help them and I didn't take it. And I think although this conflict is being framed around, you know, going to college, how do we pay for that? I think you should be aware, Emily, that like this is going to come up in your co-parenting. So I think talking through those core fears and really identifying them is going to help both of you a lot just in general to make these kinds of decisions. That is a really important thing to sort of uh, establish. And you can trust us because, again, we are parenting experts. Um, (laughs) This is a wider parenting question and not a how do I pay for college question. With that said, I do think we should dive into the options for paying for college. Let's do it. So I paid for college through, and first of all, we both went to an expensive private school in a large American city. So we already were spending quite a lot of dollars. Um, I paid for college through a mixture of um, scholarships and student loans that I had to pay back myself uh, and family help. My grandparents are incredibly generous people and they decided that they wanted to help me pay for a por- portion of college, uh, you know, debt free. I didn't owe them anything. So they did that. And I am eternally grateful. Um, on top of that, you know, I graduated with all the loans. Um, so that was how I handled it. I'm sort of similar to you, but probably ended up paying uh, more overall. Um, The majority of schooling I paid for, um, including um, I had my my mother committed to um, paying for a certain portion and then backed out of that, which meant I had $12,000 more in loans than I had originally um, planned to, which was not very uh, fun and not very good for our relationship. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with your mom saying, I can't help you pay for college or your mom saying, yes, I can help you pay for college. It's the bait and switch. That is the problem. So I think Emily is right to be concerned that this sort of potential, this hypothetical future business arrangement between yourself and your future child, it can be very sticky. And I think it's right for you to be thinking about it. Um, 
early on, although mm-hmm. I think maybe one in four is just a little little premature, just, but we're leaning I into it. I love that. Um, so I, I think whatever Emily and the fictional Steve decide, they should stick to it um, and be really clear with their children, um, probably once they reach high school and, and be like, this is what we're willing to commit. So like, factor this into your college plans. Yeah, I think um, I I have a very... Um, very good relationship with my grandfather. Um, my paternal grandfather and I are very close. And um, he actually saved $10,000 for each of his grandchildren to go to college, which when he made that plan would have been enough for them to go to college anywhere that they wanted. Uh, he had no way of knowing the way that the cost of secondary education would explode. And so he saved this money for us, but I never heard a word about it until I was in late high school and starting to think about colleges, which I think is actually very important to choose the timing of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Because you and I graduated around 09, and a lot of families built a plan for their children based around an assumption of steady gains in whatever accounts they had invested in, only for those accounts to take a big hit. And so suddenly, the (laughs) sibling who's two or three years younger now has much less money than they had originally anticipated. So like, again, I think don't, uh, don't, don't share that amount until your child is old enough. Once your kid is old enough to take a pretty close guess at what your mortgage payment might be. (laughs) If they can't do that, they are too young to hear about any of this. I will say to go back to the resentment issue, um, whatever you decide, make it universal or like make sure the kids are on board with that because I would hate for you to make one decision regarding the four, the four-year-old and another regarding the one-year-old and have them grow up to not only resent you for that decision, but to be in competition with each other. Um, sibling rivalry is not actually fun. No. <laughs> I also want to sort of touch on how cultural differences play into this. My grandparents are immigrants and like, I'm sure any first or second generation Americans will relate to this, like going to college, extremely fucking important to immigrant families. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I say my grandparents helped pay for college, like that was extremely important to them. And I appreciated it because college was absolutely the right move for me. I'm a professional nerd um, and I've made great use of my college education. Um, but like my my younger cousin and my brother, like college, not necessarily the right choices for them. And I imagine that that's even more challenging for the children of immigrants rather than the grandchildren of immigrants. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I do understand that in some families, like the pressure to go to college is is extremely intense. Um, And I don't want to discount that. Let me show my cards here. This is really how I feel about this question. I don't think you should be saving for your children's college at all, period, firm stop. Now, here's why. Um, There are many paths that life can take um, in terms of what an individual chooses to do with their life. Additionally, there is so much that can happen in the world in the next 20 odd years. Mm -hmm. Um, When your child is one year old, you don't know a thing about that child. The last thing you know is whether or not they'll even want to go to college or if if they're going to, I don't know, go to Annapolis or like start a music career at 16 and go on tour or like get an athletic scholarship. Like you don't know what their future 
holds exactly. other than that you're going to love them. And I think even though you have really good intentions, like maybe this four-year-old is going to become like a crazy like country music prodigy and go Outlaw take country. take her her show on the road starting at age 16. And maybe the other one grows up to have learning disabilities where higher education is going to be challenging. Where college is just not yeah. a, a practical thing for their situation. Yeah. So my feeling is, no matter how good your intentions are um, in setting up a really early college fund, if that's something that your child sort of knows about, you're putting a lot of unspoken pressure on that child to have one kind of life um, and to achieve in one kind of way. In fact, I, I would say like you're you're setting your your children up for a lot of anxiety and. Um, if they know, oh, we're not going on vacation together as a family and enjoying the life that we have together right now because we need to set aside money for you to go to college. Like yeah, that that's a is, lot of pressure on a kid. That means that achievement looks like one thing, that the course of their life is already determined, and it makes getting into the right college this sort of Mount Everest that they have to climb to the top. And most people who climb Everest don't ever come back, and they don't die on the way up. Most of them die after they've summited, and they're coming back down. That is a terrifying statistic um, and a great metaphor. <laughs> Thank you. So what I would do instead is um, Emily and Steve have this like beautiful impulse to make sure that their children have the best possible start in life. Love it. I think saving for college is not the right way to do that. Um, I think it sets a lot of expectations onto your children's shoulders to be academic high achievers, which they may or may not be able to or happy while trying to reach. Um, so instead, what I would think about doing is setting aside money that will give your future selves the greatest number of options to support your children financially. Yeah. So here's, here's what I'm thinking. If my parents had come to me when I was 16, 17, 18, and said, we've got $20,000 set aside that we saved up for you to enter adulthood. Tell us how we can help you. We can send you to college for however long you can choose a really expensive college and that might only cover a year or you can choose a state school and it might cover the whole thing. That's probably enough for a down payment on a house. You can take it and use it that way. Um, if you wanted to start your own business, mm -hmm. you could take this and buy equipment and rent spaces and do whatever you want to do. If you want to use it to take a gap year and travel the world and get in touch with yourself and what you want out of life, do that. I think that would have been a much more empowering uh, mm -hmm. decision to entrust a, a younger me with than to just say, we will cover college, but we don't want you to participate in the Absolutely. decision to go to college. Absolutely. And I, I do want to like take a second to acknowledge 529 plans. Um, a 529 plan is a tax advantaged account that you can set up for a child 
to pay for education. And it is extremely limited in the ways that you can use it for. So you can Mm -hmm. use it for a trade school. You can use it for a traditional four-year university. Um, You can use it for uh, some specific gap year programs like Outward Bound. Um, But you cannot just cash it out without losing a significant amount of it to penalties. So I know a lot of people recommend like, oh, start a 529 education plan for your child or your niece or your nephew. It's like such a wonderful thing. And we actually like considered when my nephew was born, starting one for him. And then we were like, basically, we ran through in our heads everything we've been talking about here, which is like, we don't even know if he's going to want to go to college or like, we don't know the cost that college will be when he's 18 or, you know, you know, if he's going to have a scholarship or anything. So instead we have just committed to, you know, apportioning a percentage of our regular savings that, you know, we can gift to him at that age and say like, whatever you want, kid, just like, don't blow it. I, we went through the exact same thing with my nephew who is is the same age he, he's one. Do we set aside something in his name? Do we set up a, a 529? And we, we went through all of the different investment options. And what we ended up arriving at as the best possible thing to do is to just give his parents money mm-hmm. because they can spend that money the way that they know he needs support now. And like, what I want Emily and Steve to take away is like, Life is so short and so uncertain. If you're setting aside money for your child's college education, like truly, I really think when when they're one year old, I think you should really think about, should we be using this money to take them to Disneyland? Like, I, I think you should show your child, not just tell them, but show them that life is lived to be enjoyed, not to be won or achieved through, um, that happiness is something you can reach out and grasp at any time, at any age, at any achievement level. And it's not something that's reserved for people who worked hard enough to, to be able to, to deserve it. Um, I think Mm -hmm. those are like emotional feelings, right? That Piggy, you and I think about all the time. We're, oh, we're adults, we're financially stable, and we still struggle with that feeling of like, can I, can I spend this $40 ah. on something that I want that would make me so happy? But like, have I done enough work to deserve it? Don't curse your children with that. Yeah, don't, don't give money the power to tie down your children with anxiety. Like that, that is the greatest gift you can give is just like not allowing money to take that mm-hmm. power in mm-hmm. their lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Go to Disney. That's our official advice. <laughs> Damn. Except no, not Disney. Disney's not Disney. Terrible. Yeah. Don't go. Don't go to fucking take your kids to Yellowstone. That's my <gasps> advice. There you go. Yellowstone. Yeah. Perfect. So, oh, listen, a National Parks Pass is $80 a year and you will get so much value out of it and you'll see elk. Uh, I also feel like, you know, we need to address the uncertainty of the future and how much how much things cost now, how much things will cost then. We don't really know because, you know, our parents are baby boomers (laughs) and they went to college for two wooden nickels and a Long Island iced tea, which coincidentally is the going rate to hire us for speaking engagements. Just FYI. Yeah, exactly. Please reach out the bitches at bitchesgetriches.com. We're available. Available for elegant parties and wakes. Um, But so our parents went to school for so little and like my parents both joined the military to pay for school. So school was free for them. So they had no idea the kind of 
price tags that would be coming. The point being, Emily and the fictional Steve have no idea what the price tag of college for their one and four year olds will be. Mm-hmm. And they, they like it could be in, you know, 20 or so years that like college is only available to multimillionaires, to the absolutely the most privileged population or college and higher education in general is free to the general population. Like exactly. you don't know either way. Which is, again, who knows, we may already be in Mad Max land by then. Exactly. Your children may need to fight in the Thunderdome to even get into Princeton or whatever. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) which can you imagine? (laughs) So I, I think what we're doing, right, is giving Emily and Steve permission Mm -hmm. to invest in themselves Mm -hmm. rather than in their, their children directly. Correct. Um, Investing in yourselves is how you invest in your children. If you invest in your present selves, you are giving your future selves so many Mm -hmm. more options to adapt to who your children are and what the world is like and what education is like two decades from now. And that options, we've said this so many times, options are what gives you the sense of of freedom, of choice. Um, And so don't don't lock yourself into like 529 plans that say like you have to spend it in this particular way at this particular time. Otherwise, you're going to pay huge tax penalties. And don't weigh this question of like, do they do we give them a free ride and they never know what anything costs? Like it's a banana, Michael. What could it cost? Ten dollars. That's your children. <laughs> or like you make your child like sweep the floors for minimum wage. Yeah. In your like, own home. Like let's let's close out on, on that premise of like you're not going to make your children insufferable assholes by helping to pay for their future. And you're also not going to build character successfully by not helping them with pay for the future. Like they're neither of those things. They seem like they're correlated. It would be cool if they were correlated. They are not. There's so many people who are well adjusted. Look how I turned out. Individual. I mean, my (laughs) husband, my, my partner, his, his parents paid for everything. I asked him before we recorded, I said, how much did your school cost? And he looked me dead in the eye and he said, I still don't know. Oh. Um, despite that, he's he also the is, nicest person. Like, he's, he's the, the kindest oh human on the planet. He's the best and person he's I know. Very, very financially responsible, like, very frugal, really knows the value of a dollar. It's just that college wasn't the way he learned that. Absolutely. Um, and so, like, you can't think that you will raise financially responsible children if you make them pay for their own college and you can't think that you will spoil children if you if you pay for their college all of that stuff is going to be already set in stone by the time they're 16 i'm sorry like day-to-day life is how they're going to learn those lessons they're not going to hold off on deciding if they're going to be a jerk or a great person based on where they go to college and how that college is paid for you teach them that every day so like use the money that you have right now to teach them those lessons. Absolutely. Instill those lessons earlier on in life. Like there there are ways to encourage good habits and good behavior and fucking empathy in people before they reach the age of majority. So, you know, work on that stuff, invest in that stuff and, you know, take it one lesson at a time from these parenting experts you are listening to right now, but mostly, you know, college education payment experts. 
like your kids are going to be all right because you are considering these things now. If you if this was not a concern of yours, if you were like not worried about how to raise your children, then like maybe maybe the world at large should be worried about how they'll turn out. But the fact that you are even dedicated to these questions now and you are making thoughtful decisions about their future, like that bodes really well. I think Emily and Steve's kids are going to be just fucking fine. I think they're going to be great. And I'm very excited for you to write back in 17 years and tell us how how little um, Daphne and Chartreuse Chartreuse are doing. Yeah, little Daphne and Chartreuse. I'm sure they'll be fine. (laughs) One will be starting her career as a country music star at age 16. And the other one will be starting his business in lieu of going to college. Like, you're going to we're all going to laugh at this later. I I honestly think like both of you like again <laughs> to play marriage and parenting counselor I think if both of you sat down and said like what would put a huge smile on our faces 20 years from now to learn that our children had done if one of you honestly answers I would I would be sad if our children didn't go to college, that is something that's a that's a problem that you guys have that you have to work through and come to a point where you're like, I don't know anything about this child. I'm so excited to get to know them and to get to figure out how I as their parent can support them rather than saying I need to set you on this path that I was raised to think is the one and, and only correct mm-hmm. one. And I think if you do that, y'all are going to be just fine. Are you good with that? I'm good with that. Listeners, if you want us to answer your question, go to bitchesgetriches.com and click Ask the Bitches. This podcast is listener supported. We are committed to never, ever putting our best content behind a paywall. So if you like what we do and you want us to keep doing it, you can support the podcast by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash bitchesgetriches. And if you need even more bitches in your life, you can read our articles or follow us on social media at bitchesgetriches.com. Hey, is there anything else they should know? Yes. The only true way and light of grilled vegetables is button mushrooms and cauliflower. Good to know. Bitches out! out!